Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. <laughs> This is exciting. For one, it's actually bringing back together some snarkers. Some of you have been here before in the snarkettes. (laughs) Actually, it's 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 all testosterone and Alex today. Um, You don't have to take that. That's that's hurtful. (laughs) Wow, your own flesh and blood, father shaming right now. First joke. You guys backing him up right off the top. (laughs) I'm the fucking host. He's He's the future. He's the future. (laughs) Alex, I have some bad news for you. That is your father. All right, so we're here to talk about uh, predominantly Rogue One, a Star Wars story. But let me go around the room and let you know who is in the room. We'll start to my immediate left with writer, producer, extraordinaire. Mm. You know him from so many things. His IMDb page is worth looking up. But at the moment, he's about to debut an exciting new show on Fox, APB. It's February 6th, am I correct? Monday, February 6th on Fox. This is Trey Calloway, everybody. (laughs) Uh, In five words or less, your initial reaction to Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and we will expound later. In five words or less? Yes. They don't have than, to, it doesn't have to be a sentence. Okay. It can be two words. Okay, here goes. Better than Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. There's a lot of I room have, there. I have, there. A feeling, <laughs> I have a feeling I know where Trey's going to go. Mark S. Allen, entertainment reporter extraordinaire. You can see him. Uh, Bad Santa 2 is better than Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not very good. Uh, Mark S. Allen, welcome. Thank welcome. you. I have a new show called Extra Butter I'm very excited about. And we're doing a half hour special. And so while I've got you in the same room, you're all coming to my show too. Oh, Yay! Um, five words or less. Rogues, Rogue One. Cried geek tears. Okay, we've got already That's like a haiku. Dis- <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put all these together. Uh, Alexander Morgan, actor yeah. and musician, based in New York City. More famously, uh, your son at this point. Uh, I, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, spoiler. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I am your father. So, oh, five words or less. Rogue One. Uh, slow at first, then blast. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Show okay, off. That, that is five. Yeah. yeah. Even though we leave out some. I can't count. Very <laughs> university. Very <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. One young, young sharp mind of <laughs> <laughs> But you did not take any math there. But oh, no. um, congratulations. And uh, a, a fine actor as well as creator of other fine things, a writer, uh, just so an all-around talented guy. <laughs> and you have seen him on uh, every other commercial on television. Probably. And in uh, uh, Murder One. Murder uh, in the First. Murder 
in the first. He's mm-hmm. definitely the best I looking man in the room. No, uh, I mean, if you don't mind me saying, I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm. Thank yeah. you, Brother Callaway. That would be Jason E. Kelly, everybody. What's Jason up, people? E. How are we doing? I have to. He's the only one that brought props, even though uh, props days. props to Mark for bringing cookies. Um, oh, look, he did. Yeah. You want to oh. go ahead and let it swing that thing around? Oh, there <laughs> it is. Uh, five words or less. Rogue One, Jason. Uh, <laughs> is that you're gonna let you let your lightsaber speak for it you? Was Did you dope. bring enough saber for everybody? Wait, wait, not enough saber for everyone, but uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, was fantastic. It, okay, it was dope. Was the first uh, it thing. Was dope was the first thing. It was dope. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, and 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 actually, Alex kind of stole my. Uh, I will admit that uh, I shouldn't even say this maybe yet, but um, in the first forty-five minutes, I had to fight off drowsiness, and that is partly because. I was really fucking tired yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was really sleepy. Mm-hmm. Which um, show did you go to? What late? What? I went to three thirty p.m. in oh, the afternoon. Oh my god! Well, yeah, that's nap no time. Reason. That's nap time. Well, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, that but, is nap time. But I have some thoughts on this. All right, first of all, Trey, let's get right to you. You obviously, I'm going to say, were disappointed, or maybe it, it, yeah. did you not have high expectations for it in the first place? No, disappointed would be too strong a word. Uh, look, it's. It's of the Star Wars canon, I so it always is going to speak to my inner 10-year-old. I am that guy who spent all of his lawn mowing money in the summer of 1977 to go to see Star Wars 11 times at the Fox Theater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, yep. and it's it's a large part of why I'm sitting here with you guys today. Yep. So I, I'm already going to be pre-wired to love it, but I, feel, I felt like uh, what was... There were many great worlds, and there were many uh, interesting secondary characters and relationships. And and look, it brought back some of our favorite characters. So those are all some of the great things that had going for it. But it was also missing for me some of the fun that is critical to the Star Wars universe. Right. Um, I think it aired. I should, a, I should mention that this first part should be the non. Yeah, I won't non-spoiler. Spoil. Spoiler. Right. I won't but spoil. we will right. get to spoilers about halfway through, and we'll just uh, lay bare everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just think it. It sort of. And you're right, guys. In the fr- it was mostly in the first half, and I I didn't have the afternoon screening, but I was at the 10:55 p.m. screening. Right. Uh, so you know you're already going to be a little uh, drowsy, but but then again, I was also surrounded by fans at the El Capitan Theater, and it's right. just the best way to, to to sort of dive into that deep end. But it was just the first half, um, a little bit too ponderous, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're visiting too many places in too short a time. The dialogue, that sort of classic, heavy, angst-filled British accent <laughs> sort of spin on everything that's, that says a lot but doesn't really tell you anything. Right. I, maybe I've been working in TV for too long, but I would. I think you could easily cut a half hour worth of exposition-laden dialogue and still have every idea of what's going on in that story. Yeah, I felt like, Um, anybody jump in here, I felt like it was a lot of introducing characters that we needed to care about later. And one of the things that we knew, and I don't think this is a spoiler, because we know that the rebels who paid a great sacrifice for these plans, everybody knows that's the kind of plot of this, is they mm -hmm, literally mm -hmm. pull the, uh, the crawl a little piece of the crawl out of the out of a new hope, mm-hmm. and it's that story. Yeah. Rebels, yeah. spies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> steal, <laughs> steal plans. plans. So we know it's going to end in tragedy. So it felt to me like Wait, it is a tragedy. Oh god damn it! Mark. You've already broken your own rule. <laughs> so Mark, you were infinitely more enthusiastic because you quote 
cried geek tears. And let me point out in this room, especially for the men of a certain age, most of you have evolved. I haven't. I'm still in <laughs> no, no. no. There's no shame in that, man. I, I sincerely I've got a lightsaber with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you are wrong on all counts. You're the only one wearing a suit and a tie right now. <laughs> it's to throw you off the scent of my immaturity. Uh, so the first time I saw it, I saw the first 28 minutes of it at Skywalker Ranch. And so I'm, oh, I'm not dropping yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fancy. I'm important. I'm in entertainment. No. That's, that's my impression of you. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't even have a modicum of professionalism. It's all like I'm bouncing off the walls. So you can't truly experience the movie the way you really need to experience the movie that way. Because right. like for the first 27 minutes, I'm thinking, I, I'm shitting in George Lucas's seat. Right. This is the actual seat he sits in. Do you think they noticed my pants are off? Right. <laughs> You were there? <laughs> I thought you. But I just. Yeah, he does that at every screening. <laughs> so I uh, then I, I, I eased into it and started to reevaluate what I'm seeing. And from a technical standpoint, it looks good. And I got some of the uh, Easter eggs that are going to be pointing towards a new hope in mm-hmm. that. But And so I couldn't wait to see where they rounded it out because that's also the way I saw episode seven and was delighted with yeah. the way that paid off. So then I went to see it again about a week and a half later, the way we all went to go see it. And I, I liked it. I do agree that it's a little slow in the beginning. I do agree that there is there are way too many monologues in the beginning mm-hmm. from English actors. But I don't. <laughs> I should warn people that haven't seen it that yes, that's true, but not to the extent that we had in episodes one. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's no, no, not no, no. that bad. It's no. just not people standing in hallways talking about you know trade embargoes and Senate yeah. meetings. Right. Oh, you don't my. have two robots right. doing Catskill humor yeah. early on, so you do miss that. Now, Alex, you referenced that when you. Gave us your uh, exactly five words that uh, started slow, and and that was a tough part for me. But you really, I, I I was sitting right next to you. Your kind of body language really kicked in, in like especially the last third, right? Yeah, I mean, and you know, there was quite literally the uh, the you know uh, ramp up and action, which you know is just enough to satisfy a. Um, <laughs> a young bored uh, moviegoer, <laughs> but uh, not to say I was bored. I think I, something you said I missed some of the. I think you used the word um, fun. Yeah. Um, I think I think. Well, I think they sac- I sacrificed that for um, just sort of hollow jokes. It felt really jokey to me at times, and maybe that was sort of as like opposed the, to fun. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to sort of like innate sort of roller coaster ride sort of fun. But the yeah, thing- there were these kind of signposts that were like, now's the time for the funny robot to say a joke. And I liked the I loved K two. Yeah, oh yeah, K2. I liked him, although I did feel like they were very they were pinpointing those moments that we have to get some lightness in yes yes i did mm-hmm. like him and i liked the delivery um that was uh, alan alan Tudyk. 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 yes yeah no. who was in serenity firefly yeah. also playing a co-pilot yeah. sorry geek up. okay <laughs> i really i really dug him i felt like everyone had their chance at a pun so it sort of just got a little old for me at the beginning yeah mm-hmm. but the thing i hooked in right away was this sort of like um, they, the, it felt really steeped in lore, which I really geeked out about. Mm. Like the costumes, like the badges were really yeah. retro. Right. I, could, I couldn't get over how they, like the, you know, the six or seven square cross little badges. They felt super retro and, and steeped in the, in the Star Wars that we all know and love. Yeah. So right. I really sort of geeked out at that at the beginning. Yeah, they, I, I'm happy to see that they haven't like streamlined some stuff that might feel dated, like any of those insignias on the uniforms with right. the big giant 
button. They look just yeah. look like press well, buttons. Even right. even just the tech on Darth Vader, uh, yeah. which they have not changed. Yeah. And it's very minimalist and yeah. it's very of an era. Yeah, yeah. it's a couple of buttons <clears throat> and a few USB ports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not like even that. USB 2. <laughs> so, Jason, I, I don't know if I can get a read quite on you yet, but you did say it was dope. Well, look, I... After the first three, after Phantom Menace through yeah. Revenge of the Sith, right. I realized, oh, from now on, whenever they come out with one of these movies, I need to watch those to remind myself <laughs> yeah. how bad this shit is. No, that's is. true. <laughs> and then, Alex and I did that with The Force Awakens. Yeah. We couldn't get to number three. Yeah. Right. Well, we watched the two worst ones. Yeah. Right. We didn't right. peer it out too early. I, I do that on purpose team. because, yeah. like you said, the standard is so high because I was five when the first one came out mm. and a new hope you mean. Uh, no, new, yeah. yeah when yeah. a new hope came out I, was, I think it was five years old five or six and i was blown away by it i still have my store my 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 toys and <laughs> all that set up in my apartment and i went in knowing i'm gonna be entertained in some way yes i don't know how it's going to have all the things in it that i visually all the all the shiny things that <laughs> i want to see right but i don't know what the story is going to be yeah so i watched the ones that i don't like at all to preface it so that I could remind myself, okay, this is how bad it can be. What are you going to give me? And what sure. they gave me was a really dark story about how the Empire take does its thing. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. real hard. Real right. hard. Does its thing. And I knew portions of it are going to be slow. It has to be slow because this is the part of the world that we don't know anything about. Yeah, it's about. world yeah. building. It so they got to go through yeah. that whole process. Mm -hmm. But I did read in the blur. I, I read in an article. And I tried to stay away from all trailers and as yeah. much press mm -hmm. as possible. But the note from uh, Gareth who said, this leads directly into New Hope. Yeah. I went, okay, there's Literally, no room yeah. in Boy did it. Right. So yeah. this is going mm -hmm. to be... The moments before mm. all the days and weeks before all of that, right. we're going to lead into that. So I went, OK, well, how sophisticated can this look? How shiny can it be? Right. How much story can you cram in in a very short period of time with an entire group of people that we know nothing about? Yeah. Right? yeah. And I felt like they did an excellent job in doing that. It was a little slow at the beginning. Mm. I looked over, my fiance was half asleep. We went to the 11 o'clock show. <laughs> and I wasn't going to go. I was sitting there playing Star Wars Game of um, Game of Heroes, Galaxy of Heroes on my phone. Uh -huh. And I went, you know what, guys? I think I'm getting ready to go see the movie. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> so the hype I bounced, real. went and checked it out. And I, I just, I sat in and it started and I went, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And I just allowed myself to take the movie in for what it was yeah. and not measure it by the ones that I love. Yeah. I think that's maybe fair. that's where I went wrong a little bit is that I actually did get I was emotional at The Force Awakens. I was yeah. Same. I, w I mean yeah. I was really moved by that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting cuz we kind of have I think across the board here representatives of of different eras of when we all i mean i was at the original movie i was a teenager mm -hmm. um i waited in line i remember where i was winwood cinnamon odessa texas <laughs> i mean i was uh, there in like opening weekend mm -hmm. you know and alex from your perspective you we talked about this when we did the force awakens last year just i'm curious about somebody of your generation because these movies have spoken to everybody and you were a teen when um, I mean, you were actually a preteen yeah. when well, yeah, the, when Phantom Menace came out. But in a weird way, I sort of grew up with grew up with the other films too, because you were sort of like 
I had like surrogate nostalgia through you. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I. Well, every parent does that. <laughs> yes. right? I mean, they just. Yes. Yes. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't take. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes oh, there's a took. delayed reaction. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. To your point, though, Jason, and, and to some of the other points we've talked about, I, one of the things I'm maybe going to be a little more forgiving about, and it's interesting you said watch the first three, I think also it's interesting to watch A New Hope. Because if you actually watch that movie, it is super slow. Super yeah, slow. It is true. That too. Super, super talky. Yeah. Um, and there is not a ton of action. I mean, they do open in A New Hope with, spoiler alert, uh, Darth Vader appears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they do, you know, they're, they're chasing after the ship in space, and there's right. there's an initial kind of surge, and then it kind of levels into Luke whining about power <laughs> converters. That's and, true. And, and it's a bunch of British actors, right. you mm-hmm. know, ruminating on this, you know, new thing that right. is being unveiled. Right. Uh, a New Hope <clears throat> is super slow. That's why Empire Strikes Back tends to be touted as the best of the entire series mm-hmm. because they kind of got their act together in terms of how it moves. And let's make another point. George Lucas directed A New Hope a new and all three of the prequels. And yeah. Red Tails. Yes, but we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was getting outside influence. Episode one especially, I think his teenage daughter was running the show. Uh. <laughs> Daddy, not, there's daddy. No, there's no bashing Uncle George, though. No, you can't. I've told this story before. One of my good friends, Peter Siegel, invited me to a, a USC lunch before a, a, yes. a game on a Saturday. Yes. And it turned out we sat with the dean of the cinema school. Right. Oh, and George Daly. Lucas and, at the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and he and I, of course, were absolutely just geeking out. And Pete was directing Get Smart at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he and George just started talking about technology and how to, you don't have to fly to Moscow to, to scout locations. You can do it in front of a screen and do it in a studio and get mm-hmm. some slates. Blah, 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 blah. And then he starts telling Yoda stories and we're yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're the assholes out in the street later going, oh, yeah, of course you could do it in a studio and make it look like shit, like Phantom Menace. And so we were <laughs> real, <laughs> kind of yeah. complete jerks and also, you know, kissing the, the feet at the same time. Yes. W- one point I want to make, though, about the, the slow moving aspect, I, I did realize once I got to the end of Rogue One, that in many ways, and in fact visually, I want to see if anybody picks up on this, mm. it felt like one of those World War II mission movies. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's pulling, I mean, in the same way that Lucas pulled from, you know, the, the dog, sequences. yeah, yep. dog fights in the, what is, what is the Howard Hughes movie that, uh, with the World War II, oh, yeah, World yeah. War One bombers? Yes, you know, that or, one. Like, uh, uh, Hell's, 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 Hell's Angels? Hell's Angels? No, that's, no, a, no. that's, <laughs> that's the, the motorcycle, motorcycle one. We'll circle back and come to that one. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Google. so, so they were totally pulling all those tropes together for this. It was that ragtag band, uh, odds are against them, uh, let's go for it, and there's a different kind of, Everything ethnicity and yes. every other character trait represented in that group as yeah. they go out uh, um, to. I, I almost spoiled wow. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> difficult, isn't it? You know what? It's... It also borrowed from the uh, the cinematic trope of a lot of the Bond movies and uh, all the my my father in law makes Newfeld produced all the Clancy movies. That that um, that rule that says you need to visit. At least a half a dozen locations within the first five minutes of the film. Thank right. God for supers. Yeah. yeah. Where are we yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're in a new place. Yeah. Thanks, words on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I also right. think, like, in York. the way that they did start slow, most of the movies that we watch today, like, 
inciting incident happens in the first 10 minutes of the film. Right. right? Yeah, and we're yeah, in. Yeah. And we're so used to that. Yeah. We're well, so that, that is the that structure going, now. Oh, that's not there. It's not happening. It's taking too much time. And I went, whoa, wait a minute. No, this is actually... It's laying the cards out. It's just showing. You know what? Okay, you're you're right about that. That yeah. and, and that is where uh, Tony Gilroy and Chris Weitz, who wrote the script, both amazing writers. Yeah. But they, now that you're laying it out like this, you're they they did an excellent job of being true to the underpinnings of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, right. it definitely slowly lays the cards out. Like and it's so. also those are I, I've shown Alex a bunch of movies from the '70s because he's genuinely mm-hmm. interested in kind of learning more about. Guys like Pacino and Hoffman. And one of the things that hits home with me, because you're right, Jason, we're used to that. There is a set piece action something in everything. you're in. I mean, even dramas. No, it's the fault fault of us TV folks. Yeah. No, that's right. It's it's all your fault. Uh, Yes, but we love it. We also love it. But, you know, I've shown him movies like the first one that comes to mind is French Connection, which uh, has that classic car chase in it. That car chase comes... Uh, like in the last quarter of that movie, and yeah. there's virtually nothing that happens in the first 20 minutes except we just follow Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider around. Mm-hmm. We literally just follow them around. They're just interacting with people. Yeah. And even in those old World War II movies I'm talking about, Great Escape is one that Alex and I watch like every two or three years from the beginning to end. It's just a tradition kind of. Right. And that is... Here's a character, here's a character, here's a character, here's a character. Oh, we're going to escape. How are we going to do that? I don't know. Let's forge some stuff. Let's start to dig. Where are we going to hide the dirt? It's just process until the escape actually happens in the last third of the movie. Mm -hmm. This follows that blueprint, and we're supposed to be invested in all these people we've met. Were we? Were we? Did they? Uh, did they were they successful so, at that? That's exactly the thing. Like, I didn't mind it being a slow burn at first. It just it seemed outweighted. It seems like I I got I got like the main three characters' motivations pretty clearly, and then I felt like some of the other characters were cheated out of a little bit more uh, substance or, or world building. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt, felt a little bit outweighed to me. Yeah. yeah, I can always use more Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah he's great, and Talk I, I could have used more Donnie Yen. Yeah. Yeah. See, to me, he was the breakout. He was so interesting. He literally chewed up the scenery. And also, it was the first first moment of truly cool 10-year-old action. Where I was like, I don't want to say, we're not in the spoiler section yet, but like... There was a certain sequence in the film where I was like, oh, I'm awake now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the technical in. aspect, if you look back to the movies that maybe one, two, and three that relied so much on CG just to see old fashioned ass yeah, whooping. Yeah, yeah. 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 seriously. <laughs> he brought it. Well, and those that, fight scenes, man. Yeah, one thing well that done. they have established in this world is, and, and JJ did it in the first one. I mean, I remember as Force Awakens opened, it's like, I'm seeing real sparks, I'm seeing yeah, yeah, lasers yeah. hitting metal and yeah. shit. Sparking yeah, and it's effects. exactly and so much of it happening in the moment mm-hmm. and that the, the template has been set. Thank God, at least in terms of the look. Yeah. And this one does have almost a great. I mean, even at one point, I'm thinking it, it almost looks a little like Saving Private Ryan. I mean, it's just like <laughs> yeah. there is yeah. there's a kind of Very a washed much. out quality to some mm-hmm. of it. They mm-hmm. they were trying to kind of create. A different world. All right, so guys, let's shift into spoiler section now. Oh, thank God. And we'll spoiler <laughs> alert. All right, so uh, this, this Felicity Jones is a man. 
feel totally weird now. Uh, this is the section that you should listen to after you have seen the movie, unless you have no plans to do so, and otherwise you wouldn't even be listening to this damn thing, because what's the point? <laughs> Last chance. All right, so where do we start? Um, let's start with the things that... Everyone's dead. <laughs> there yes, will be no end. sequel. Here's there is no sequel. <laughs> Uh, I'm killing I mean, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> game last, uh, well, uh, spoil too many things. I Never hope mind. People paused it before we go. <laughs> if you're listening at home, name a name of someone that's in this movie. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, it was interesting to me. We know from A New Hope that. Uh, they paid a great sacrifice to get these plans. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how great a sacrifice. Oh, it was a sacrifice. I thought somebody was going to survive. No. And maybe somebody... No, no, why would they? No, no one There's did. no way. They, no one did. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the surprises that pop up that... Are, do connect us to other parts of the Star Wars world. My, yeah, yes, my, my yes, Mr. Easter Allen, egg. your the hand first is time, up. like, I'm nudging everybody there. <laughs> do you know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is. When they're walking through the market sequence, mm-hmm. and they bump into... You better watch yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, shit that, that guy, good. Cantina guy. Cantina dude. That was yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He, that was and, that's, and that's the guy that says, he doesn't like what it was. We don't yeah. like it. I don't like yeah. it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a little nod to the prequels. Jimmy Smith's everybody. Jimmy Smith. yes. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Now, nice I want little... to know how they got. Peter Cushing's character. Okay, that, that's where I'm. Yeah. That's where Are, I'm going to start to dig in. Yeah. Okay, go. And I'm with you. Okay, go. because I, I dig in in a good way. Not in a good no. way. Oh, because uh, on the on the on the one side of things, you are correct in pointing out uh, uh, the wise choice to sort of keep more practical effects stuff going. That you know, JJ sort of helped us reset. Um, and so the fight sequences with Donnie Yen and that kind of stuff. That, that it's great. It feels authentic. Um, to digitally bring back Peter Cushing from the dead and then give us young Leia in the end. Um, my, this is my plot prediction, is that five years from now, those are the sequences that will most make audiences or viewers of, those, of this film groan Agreed. and cringe. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a very little of that technology would have gone a much longer distance. Yeah. Yeah. If you had just gone and seen Grand Moff Tarkin and a digital recreation of Peter Cushing in a, in a quick sequence, right. it would have been great. But yeah. they kept going back to him and going back to him. Yeah. And so we were so far down Uncanny Valley. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I spent most of my time staring at his that? face yeah. going, did they find a lookalike and enhance him or did they just enhance some, some you know, right. guy with pink pong balls on his on his face so distracting and and i thought what you just said i thought was what they were going to do because the first sight of him is a reflection yes in the in the glass it looks out cool yeah Yeah. and if that had been it and the conversation had been behind his back Mm -hmm. we're there we get it and if they had done the same with leia we didn't need the the full-on i was i even face close i was like don't pan up don't pan up (laughs) (laughs) just i'll I'll take the just behind the you know over the shoulder shot it looks like that's the lucas special edition version it is and the technology you look at it and you go wow it's remarkable what they can do, but it's still not quite there no, yet. Yeah. Anybody's looks, looking at it, it going, oh, when did this become it, Polar Express? It looked bad in Tron, man. <laughs> it, be, it looked bad in Tron Legacy. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, what are they doing? Yeah. I'm like, this shit don't work. Stop yeah. using it, man. It didn't work. And then when in... Tom Hanks did show up, it was like, <laughs> and, and God bless him. Just... The, the great thing about, you know, when uh, Force Awakens came out, I went to a 24-hour marathon at the El Capitan of all the films. All six movies. Oh, wow. Right? And the best moments in all of that were sitting with an 
audience of pure fanboys and girls who would audibly boo when the George Lucas, you know, uh, uh, new added digital scenes popped up in the original (laughs) films, right? Right. And even in this new one, that audience in those moments of Grand Moff Tarkin and Princess Leia were like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It is is a sense of uh, you don't have to use every toy at your disposal. And I, I, uh, that's too bad. It's funny because they were showing for some reason, Christmas time, holidays have become a tradition to play all the Star Wars movies. Right. I guess probably leading up to yeah, uh, Rogue One. Mm. Um, and I caught A New Hope on TNT or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch for a little while. And it's uh, and it was so much fun. And they're, you know, they just get out of the trash compactor. And then there's, you know, um, stormtroopers. And then Han's like, go that way. And I'm going to run this way. And he's like, yeah! And he's just fire, 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 and he turns a corner, and there's eight million stormtroopers around the corner, <laughs> yeah, digitally yeah. dropped in, and, and that was like, it was like, I'm out, bang, yeah, 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 it takes you right out. The thing yeah, with that toys really uh, paid off for me were the new freaking star destroyers. Those things look yeah. really mm-hmm. good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and all the sequence of the, I mean, the crazy dogfighting sequence at the end, and yeah. all the ships and super cool. That, super that, last, cool. that last third did. Pay off for me. Uh, and yeah, when I was talking real. about the World War II aspect of it, you know, there is that kind of rousing moment where we've seen, and again, this is a character thing. I feel like uh, Jen um, made a big leap from, I don't care, I'm not affected by your rebellion, I'm just a, you know, uh, 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 that was never clearly defined sure. in me. And then suddenly, just because Forrest Whitaker. Oh, they were in the spoiler section. Right. He yes. gone. He died. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, <laughs> so him too, also did. Too quick. She snapped into it. I think she was just suddenly. She Nork. was just there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, I'll forgive that because that's that's an aspect of those yeah. kinds of stories. Right. But I didn't see any glimmer of interest in helping the rebellion until that moment and then it was like let's go boys yeah. mm-hmm. um but th- yeah. it, but it is that scene in the ship where she's giving them that speech where they're cutting around and literally they have helmets that look like those ragtag you know raggedy world war ii helmets yeah, yeah, yeah. the uniforms right. look that great. way it, i don't think that was a mistake and it, no, no. and, and yeah. i started to feel that that to me was really effective mm-hmm. and then from then on all that action and all that stuff on in the um i call it miralago <laughs> it's what that feels like. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. It's literally like it's Bora Bora meets Miralago, <laughs> yeah. and they have a beach landing there, yeah, yeah. where and all they, the bad guys live. And a super uh, obviously they got Direct TV there because that dish is that pulling dish down everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got on demand there. For sure. <laughs> uh, what other aspects of say uh, reference to the rest of the saga did felt good? I mean, what uh, what uh, in connections to the other stories? Let's take out Look, the the toys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love how they used Vader. Yeah, it was oh, yes. God, that sprinkled engine. in just the way he needed to be. Yeah. He felt even more ominous and more badass and more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then to see them take him and cut him loose at the end mm-hmm. and take him off the chain and just let us see. Oh, in the last minute, yeah, yeah. yeah. let yeah. us see that version of Vader, which we really we, only mm-hmm. ever get to see him. We don't ever really get to see him do that kind of work, except for with Luke. Yeah, one yeah. on yeah. He's, he's done more one-on-one stuff yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. you're right; he's never been kind of kick-ass with his Ooh, powers. I got a joke right now, and I'm not gonna let it fly. Why? It was it. more one-on-one. That was like a gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> let it fly, Jason. Why? Like a lightsaber gangbang. There's fan fiction being written sorry. right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Bad joke. Bad joke. Um, yeah, Darth, everybody in on that? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yes. then you talked about, you know, less is more. I thought it was exactly as much as we needed. Yeah, agreed. And also for a guy who's got to be pushing 90 now, yeah. uh, James Earl Jones, the, the pipes are still there. And <laughs> it just felt like that felt very much true to the... Uh, to the to the character we all know and love. Other highlights, other characters that really resonated with you. How do we feel about Felicity's hot and a man? Um, <laughs> She's not a man. Oh, oh, it's um, just a joke. No, see, For those who are just I tuning you in, you had more insight. I was, I was just playing actually along. upset that we didn't get to see. I didn't. I wanted to see more of Forrest Whitaker's. Yeah, we didn't like, get that. That's nearly enough. Story. That surprised yeah. me. He's the greatest actor in the film. Yeah. They may have expanded that a little I bit. I thought that was very truncated for some mm. reason. I felt like, I mean, literally, I remember thinking, ooh, he must have been trouble on the set because they killed him real quick. Mm. Um, it, it's because they introduce him. He saved Jen. Mm-hmm. Then he, they are distanced for that. Then they give that exposition really fast. You left me in a hole. Blah 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 blah. You were. They knew you were the daughter of blah blah. Yeah. And um, they got by that real quick. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And he had this kind of. I wanted to know how he got to where he yeah, got. We wound up with the robot the feet and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that going to be another right. spinoff yeah, story? Maybe. When I, w- I was at Pinewood last summer for some of the reshoots. And no, so I, I mean, knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 tra- Look, there's a reason I'm at this table. <laughs> Look at me. If I don't start operating some justification for being in this room. <laughs> you and- know, Larry, I was in bed this morning with George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> what do he say? What do you think? You know, I'm He friends. was a big spoon. George. <laughs> Were you really there or did he just CG you in? <laughs> <laughs> what else was enhanced through technology? I want to know. Well done. Wow. Where was it? <laughs> oh, so when Pinewood, I, Pinewood, you were at Pinewood. When I was in my lawn chair at Pinewood Studio, <laughs> you and the ghost of Kubrick were having <laughs> tea in the morning. <laughs> yes, I, I I know ninety percent of the reshoots that they did were for the end. They changed the end dramatically, and I think because of that, they had to trim some fat from the middle. I'm so you, we're yeah, left to guess what true. it was because Gareth won't yeah. give it up. And I think yeah. some of the exposition with Forrest Whitaker and his character were cut. From the middle, I think. I, I think some of that feels I think right. Seeing uh, Jen Erso's arc, I think that's where that went—the cutting room floor—and I mm. think seeing a lot of the exposition between she and her relationship. Yeah, yeah. that's true. With Forrest's character, it was, it was like two, two hours, fifteen minutes already. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the justification. I love it when I see somebody take the justification and give us the truth. Like, figure out how did they do that, and the way they figured out and justified the Death Star's power, where it came from, how they harvested, how they used it was really smart because yeah, yeah. it never dawned on me mm-hmm. that this is that they were using the crystals mm-hmm. and i also as much as it has been it's kind of been a joke i mean the family guy has made great you know uh, fun of this for such a long time but the flaw in the death star finally explained which yeah. i kind yeah. of predict i think in it, it, you even watch the trailer and you go oh this guy got turned, but he stayed true to his, you know, rebellious yeah. nature. Right. He hid this flaw. Uh, that's a nice thing to kind of explain away mm-hmm. because it is one of the things that gets gets mocked the most mm-hmm. from. Uh, I will tell you this, and I'm hoping that when we see um, episode eight coming out, is that going to be next Christmas? Is that uh... the Han Solo movie? Yes. No, no, no. The the uh, oh, episode eight. eight. That's right. Yeah, uh, I think it is. I'm hoping that we are past planet destroying 
uh, oh, giant yes. circular yeah. objects that we have to go in and find a flaw in. Yeah, right. I'm really ready to move on <laughs> yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned the Han Solo story. The, the the rest of the Star Wars universe is starting to kind of come together. Mm-hmm. We've got, please remind me the name of the actor who's playing Han. Oh. Um, Alden that, Eric. That was, yes. that was announced? Yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah, one yeah, more time. That. Alden Eric. Who is great in everything I've seen him in. And I think that's a good call. Oh yeah, and I love Donald Glover yeah, as as uh, uh, Billy D. Williams. Lando. <laughs> what? Lando. Lando. I'm still, still dozing off. That would be Lando Calrissian with I, the cape. I need to have some blood work done. I am just completely losing it. So uh, in the long run, it seems like we were all, if not completely satisfied, at least look. Compared to everything else that's come out this year, I don't oh, know man. that I've had as good a time oh, yeah. at uh, at the movies this year as I did there, despite the fact that I was a little droopy in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else? Oh, Ben Mendelsohn wow. was the only other mm. person I haven't talked about who is one of my favorite actors to watch in anything, anywhere. If people haven't seen Bloodline on Netflix, yeah, yeah. immediately power through both seasons of that just to watch him work. Um, he may have the opening line. Does he have the first line of dialogue in this movie? On the beach when he's walking. Yeah, you may be right. You may be right. Oh, yeah, after yeah. they land and, they, and they're heading toward the little, the little hut. Hey, what's up? I think <laughs> he goes, in the beginning when he says, hey, what's up? You're coming with us. That's right. <laughs> what say? I think you may be right. But you're Except touching on something, accent. though. You're, <clears throat> it seems like we've spent more time talking about secondary characters in the film than, like, I, I was a big fan of, what's her name, uh, D- uh, Daisy Rid- Ridley, Rid- uh, who, played, yeah. who played Ray I think she killed in Force it. Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. I think she killed it. So, so to me, to stack her up against Felicity Jones, Felicity Jones, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 And no one here uh, during the entire snark monkey fest has even mentioned Diego Luna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I see. I hate to be negative about those think. guys because I love all those people. Right. And um, our friend from The Night Of on HBO. Why am I not remembering any names today? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The pilot. The, the pilot. The, the, um, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That guy. R- Riz that Ahmed. Guy. R- yes. Riz. Yes. Yeah. Who I actually, Morty. I think he was maybe one of the better of the of the. I, again, it's more supporting, though. Yeah. And yeah. I thought he was great, and I like watching him. He's also. Very subtle. Yeah. He's also in uh, something else I can't remember. Why I am I that. even doing this podcast? <laughs> no, but you know what? I, to that, I think, I think it's tough when this is not taking away anything from the three leads that mm-hmm. play these parts. But when you're stacking them against or stacking them in between these supporting characters who have been doing this for yeah, as long yeah. as they've been alive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've got ridiculous chops and they can give nuances and subtleties that can absolutely just steal all the screen time it no, is true. kind of tough it's true it's, it's like all of, of us stacked up against larry yeah. <laughs> you really can't right? no exactly how can we live up i will i will say this about that you mentioned the screen the screenwriters who i, I respect a lot yeah. i do think we might have enjoyed those main characters a little bit more if they had somewhat better things to say i felt like there was some uh, structure of the screenplay in retrospect i felt like they 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 told a great story ultimately, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if there might be some moments missing. Mm-hmm. I don't think the dialogue was scintillating, no, uh, and, no. and like we talked okay. about with some of the humor, that I felt like they were they were kind of punching the button. Sometimes um, it was earned, and sometimes it was great. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a little concerned about those moments where I, I felt like there were two or three of those. Oh no, I'm about to get shot. I'm gonna. Oh, somebody saved me. I mean, I felt oh, like yeah. that Agreed. happened a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a few of those. Um, yeah. And we got that with 
Han coming in at the last minute, spoiler alert, New Hope, <laughs> um, in the trench when right. you know Luke's about to get it and Han comes out of nowhere. I, right. Yeah, we get that. That's yeah. part of the deal, but right. let's do that well, once, maybe. And it says, it says a lot to me that when the, the death that, that hurt my heart the most was the droid, was the robot. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the least oh human. So that was the one that actually made me have like the inklings of tears. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, I liked that guy. Well, and see, then everyone else was sort of was like, here it comes, here it comes, yeah. here it mm-hmm. comes, here it mm-hmm. comes. Yeah, we'll see maybe, though. There's an opportunity to reprogram another droid and bring him back. And it's <laughs> ah, yeah. Felicity has signed a contract for a sequel. What? Well, yeah. How do you know so, this? Were you hanging out with her, too? Yeah, uh, when, I, when we were kicking it at the ranch. <laughs> no, I, I, I gave her I, my I know, pen. <laughs> I know for a fact in early interviews, and she has since been told to reroute and back off any kind of response to this, but in early interviews, she did give up. That she had signed for a sequel. Now, mm. how that could happen, I can't imagine it be a, being a prequel. And fanboys have gone online to say, oh, it's going to be a story about how her character intersects Luke Skywalker. Do we care what Luke, no, Luke Skywalker no, was no. farming moisture? Yeah. That's about <laughs> right. as exciting as his life got. Oh, well, then maybe that's going to be the first R rated Star Wars <laughs> movie, if you know what moisture. I mean. Moisture. Oh, oh, moisture. See, now you're blue. You're Swamp ass. <laughs> Love, right. don't leave me angry. We uh, need to wrap up because Mr. TV has to do some interviews with um, uh, uh, Academy Award winner Viola Davis mm-hmm. and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go, go around the room. I gave you guys an assignment, and I believe. Uh, uh, most of you read the email uh, to, g- <laughs> to give us uh, in what has been, from many people's perspective, a crappy year for various reasons, whether you agree or not. Um, there must be some things that we enjoyed, got excited about or passionate about. If it's something recent or if it's something over the past year that you really got into pop culture wise, books, movies, podcasts. Uh, whatever. Uh, let's hear it. Uh, one or two of them, two or three of them. Trey, what do you got that you would tell the rest of the snark world that they should check right, out if so they have high pop cultural moments of 2016? And we'll come back to you. <clears throat> you look uh, like you're strained. No, no. Okay. Uh, um, uh, okay. Uh, Rio, Rio Olympics, actually, I go back to in my mind as a moment of oh, like... Um, it seems so long ago. I know, it but it was this year, and between Phelps and his 8,000 medals, but really <laughs> really the girls, the, the yeah, five American see. gymnasts, that was like a great sort of moment of, of joy in the middle of... Uh, of 2016. It did feel like a nice respite to see that kind of yeah. athletic prowess. And I hadn't plugged into the Olympics in a while, so that was that was a cool thing. And all overshadowed by Ryan Lochte, so say thank you for saying the positive stuff. <laughs> uh, um, but otherwise, like, you know, and then there's the yeah, the Pokemon goes of it all and all that stuff <laughs> that we're like, but really, like, I was thinking about this the other day. My Our, our writing staff for APB, like everybody else in the world, did a mannequin challenge. And it was fun, and we had a good time doing it, and whatever. But it, to me, as I as I sort of walked away from it, I I thought, this is why does this exist? Well, this exists because it needs to exist because we are all desperately looking for some form of distraction right now. <laughs> and Mannequin Challenge is the perfect example of yeah. that. Uh, so I'm just you know, look, there's that's a great one. That was there were some of those that were. It, it really fun to watch, right? But they're utterly meaningless. Yeah, they're no, they're just no like, point. can we just all unplug from the news cycle for <laughs> yeah, a little while exactly. and uh, and pretend to, to freeze in place for a few seconds? Marcus mm-hmm. Allen, you saw probably every movie ever made over mm-hmm. this past year. Anything that really turned you on, movie, TV, otherwise? Uh, Hell or High Water was the first oh. great movie, full of good. great 
performances that I saw this year. La La Land tends to stick in my mind. Good. As uh, does Fences. So these, these are the movies I've been talking about. Yeah. That I think you're going to hear talked about through now through award season. Mm-hmm. And I loved Rogue One. Excellent. I liked uh, Walking Dead. Say what you will about how shitty the season's been. It started off with such a bang that we're still talking about that episode. Yeah. So Walking Dead, for sure. Okay. And Rogue One. I mean, come on. Rogue One's all I've been talking about for the last year. I barely even paid attention to these other films because even when I was interviewing like Felicity Jones for other movies, I just talked about Rogue One. I would, I would wake up, go on my Facebook, be like, Marcus Allen is live, Rogue One, every freaking morning. Can, can I show you something on that note? So I'm talking to Felicity. So I went to Italy and I was talking yeah, to her. Yeah, no, Sorry. For a, 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 the movie uh, Inferno. And I tell her publicist how in love I am with Felicity Jones and how I can't wait for Rogue One. Then when I get to interview her, they've pushed our chairs like at opposite ends of the room. And I talked to her about Rogue One. And I came out and that same publicist said, you will never talk to her again. How dare you hijack this interview? Well, by some miracle, I got to interview her again for Rogue One. Can I just play the opening? I sit down in my chair, what she says. Okay. You ready? Did we see each other in Florence? We sure did. Uh... Although we were like... And that, oh, she's rolling her eyes looking at her publicist like, how the hell? That's him. That's the guy. How the hell did you let him in here again? It's amazing you're not in entertainment jail right now. There is an entertainment pin. Alex Morgan, what's no. uh, what's uh, what got your monkey in 2016? Oh, God. Is that what it is? Yeah, who, that's who, what we're calling Who has it? the monkey tail? Whatever, whatever it is. No, I don't know. Okay. I haven't coined uh, the phrase yet. What's well, got your monkey? Well, one of the, you know, uh, we, we, as everyone is aware of, we lost a ton of amazing musicians this year. Oh, yeah. And I think there's been also, on the other side of it, a lot of really good music being pumped out. Mm. And I'm really excited for what's going to be, because all these musicians that died were really unabashedly themselves, right? Or their personas and everything. You look at a, a Prince of Bowie. Completely unique, yeah. It's completely mm-hmm. unique and, and just and unabashedly them. Yeah. And I think that in, like, the world of music right now, being the best carbon copy is really popular. So I'm excited to see, especially everything is happening politically what these musicians are going to really pump out in the new year as a response to all that yeah um, i'm really excited to see where, where that goes anybody I think in particular you think is worth watching um, um in that regard oh in the in the high-end pop world i think people like frank ocean mm-hmm. and like um uh chance the rapper and a lot of people in r&b and hip-hop which has really had this huge upswing of good good stuff yeah i think is really going to come i think around. the last and really the, uh, accessible angry album that i remember listening to was green day's american idiot yeah. which yeah. i loved mm-hmm. and listened to over and over, I think there's going to be some very angry artists over the next yeah. few years that will potentially turn out some really interesting stuff. I'm a stuff. big fan of Alex Morgan. You should Google him. Alexander yeah, right. Morgan Music. Al- yeah, right. Alex Morgan's a great female soccer player. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. But she's a man. <laughs> Anything else? Um, uh, I want... I want um, in the world of fantasy novels, I want the new King Ki- King Killer Chronicle book. Yes, the name of the wind. Name of the wind book. God damn it! Write that thing. Out there. Right Jason there. E. Kelly, what's up? Um, hopefully, Dr. Dre finally drops Detox. Yeah, that right. would be great. It'd be a good time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm gonna go all the way back to the way Game of Thrones ended this spring, which mm-hmm. was freaking fantastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to this next season. And musically, man, I have been spinning Hamilton's album. The mixtape or the... I've got both now, and I've been listening to the mixtape. The mixtape is fantastic. But Hamilton is just... Lin-Manuel tapped into something, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know if he knows what it is. (laughs) absolutely flawless and brilliant. And I'm friends with David Diggs, and he's amazing in it. And as an artist... And an actor and an artist and a guy who used to be in a 
direct the gospel choir and can sing a little bit. When I see something come together like that, and I watch how they pieced it, how he pieced it together, mm-hmm. step by step by step, to, mm-hmm. end, to get to this end point, it just. It's like the off-the-wall Thriller album. I mean, That's it's, right. it's yeah, in that sure. category. It's Purple Rain. I mean, yeah. it's one of those yeah. albums where you go, oh, yeah, that album. Right. Yeah. I have to have this in my catalog because mm-hmm. it's so well done. It's so perfectly uh, crafted. And then the delivery from all of the artists involved. Yeah. It's, it's blown my mind. I just... Uh, I don't know. It's just it's been the project of the year for me. Well, I will dovetail off that and recommend for anybody who hasn't had a chance to see it on Broadway, which is going to be a very small percentage of people. Um, it's probably going to come to your town and the tickets are going to be just as hard to get then. Yeah. But by all means, seek out the PBS special that came out yeah. uh, a couple of months great. ago. Probably one of the pieces of television I was most moved by unexpectedly because not only was it about the creation of that musical, because Lin-Manuel allowed cameras to kind of follow him around from early on in the process. And he was moving into a new place and he was having a baby and he was weirdly inspired by this book on this American (laughs) forefather and how that turned into what it became. But it's also a story about his creative process, about his influences and getting to talk to him, seeing him on stage, having a conversation with Stephen Sondheim is really powerful. And then they give you moments of the musical. We're never going to see a fully realized, either televised or movie version of it for a long time. But I could not have been more like blown away by just seeing those moments and the way they threaded this documentary together i believe it's an american masters Mm -hmm. episode um go find it on demand if you're trying to figure out do i care about hamilton or is it overblown or overrated Mm. no if i can be that moved by the freaking documentary on it and he's a genius i mean there's just i'm not i'm not coming up with something new here but there's no way you can disparage his amazing talent, and I cannot wait to see what he does yeah. next. And also, people on his level often are given a pass to be an asshole or to be aloof or to be yeah. disconnected somewhat. Mm-hmm. He could not be a nicer guy. Nice guy he's in the super world. responsible about what he's done. Yeah. You know, he's really and so yeah. thoughtful. He's yeah. he, I, when I say he's a genius, it's not just creatively, but he's super smart. Yeah, I really mean, he's smart. just really intelligent. So he's a treasure, man. Yeah. And and what he can do to bring people together. Um, is way more than any politician could possibly do right now. And I, and I think that's where the arts could be really powerful. Yeah. Uh, the other things that I, uh, I got so excited that I got excited about <laughs> Donald Glover's show, Atlanta. Yeah. I mm. love that, that show so right. much that I put it above anything else I have watched in the last few years because it takes place in Atlanta, it, it, you know, in the rap world per se, in a in a neighborhood in a in a in a area that I don't know because mm-hmm. I am not African American and I'm not from that part of the South and I am not that young, mm-hmm. and what it immersed me in is something that I totally responded to, even not knowing that world. I felt like it was completely authentic, yeah, not in a way are. that dumbed down to try and be accessible. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I I didn't. The language of it is so specific to that mm-hmm. world that I missed stuff. The ban episode might have been one of the best episodes oh, yeah. of TV I, I've seen. I think long it's time. the best show on TV. It's great, uh, and and also because it took the form and just played with it. I mean, there are episodes yeah. that have 
nothing to do with Donald Glover's character that are like yeah. complete parodies of a BET style talk show. Oh, that, one of them, bam, yeah. um, there is an episode where there is uh, a Caucasian gentleman attempting to do slam poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I should mention that it is extremely funny in that very dry Donald Glover way, mm-hmm. but yeah. there are jokes, and there is a surreal nature to it. Yeah. Invisible car, anybody? Yeah. The car. way that, that yep. show ends, the club, is that what that was called? Mm-hmm. I fucking love that show mm-hmm. more than Silicon Valley, more yeah. than Veep, more than anything else I watched this year because I finished every episode and I went, I want to see that again. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. worth binge-watching because it'll go by really quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, what this is one really quick superfluous thing because i just watched it um i'm a big fan of this guy i love his podcast and he's about to do a new show on hbo called crashing with judd apatow um pete holmes has a stand-up special on hbo that made me laugh so hard Mm. in especially the first half hour and i don't know that i've laughed that much this year Mm. so the fact that i actually went guffaw (laughs) (laughs) and kind of spit up a little bit when i watched it made me very happy Mm. Yeah. All right. So there were some good things to celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. let's hope 2017 is going to be a better one. In 2017, Trey Calloway, you have a very big event coming up. Brand new television series called APB, which debuts the night after the Super Bowl, Monday, oh, February 6th at 9, 8 central on Fox. Looks really fun. It's a great concept. Super it's a happy and excited. Twist on a crime thing. And lucky for Trey, they're shooting it all in Chicago yeah. in the winter. I love it. I, you just, big I hope my dummy. crew is defrosting right now. That's all I know. <laughs> do, are, do, are you letting them know that it's uh, all the way down in the 60s here today oh, and we're putting gosh. on jackets? I mean, you know, as I think I said to you earlier, there's a reason it turns out why all those East Coast movie moguls back in the 20s said, let's move the business to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people follow you? Oh, uh, at Trey Calloway on Twitter and uh, and all the other social medias. All right. T-R-E-Y. Uh, Mark S. Allen, what uh, is coming up for you? You mentioned Extra Butter. Yes. Check your local listings. It's distributed by Tegna Media Group. I don't know what the hell that is. I think <laughs> Gannett dumped all of its newspapers and whatever's left over is called Tegna. But they own more ABC stations than ABC and Extra Butter. Check your local listings. Excellent. Uh, Felicity Jones isn't a man. <laughs> and you, people can follow you. On TV, Mark S. Allen. And on Facebook as well. And many police crime blotters as of late. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not kidding. Um, Yeah, it was an interesting 2016 for Mark S. Allen, too. (laughs) Alexander Morgan. Yo. Uh, New music coming out uh, very soon, probably early 2017. Um, Follow me at Alexander Morgan underscore music and AlexanderMorganMusic.com and... Some other random acting projects that are being developed. Excellent. Right and on. Jason E. Kelly. Uh, I'm just in the hunt right now, auditioning. There is something on the table that I'm in the mix for on Lifetime, and if I get it, it's going to be great, but I, I can't bring that up yet. <laughs> but I'm going to shout out my homies, Jay Lee, and I'm at best, uh, produced a show called Dinner at Lola. It's basically a talk show around dinner. <laughs> uh, four guests come in, sit down, and they, Jay Lee's the host, and they just have conversations about industry. Had a great lineup. McFarlane, Seth Green, Shoshana Bean was on there, Omar Dorsey. Great bunch of people. It's on tagentertainment.com. I think they have a deal with Dish Network. It's supposed to be coming out next year sometime. Cool, cool. Dinner at Lola is where you can find it. And you can find me on all social media at jkelly72. That's Kelly with an E-Y. Woo-hoo. 
I'm at best to pull it back around to the Star Wars yeah, universe. Yeah, my boy Jar Jar Binks, baby. <laughs> That's my dog, man. Of course, we got to end on Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> do we? Do we? Really? No, yes, we do. That's we do. the we perfect do. time. That's my brother. <laughs> that is my brother. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your snarkiness, and it's such a great way to relaunch back into the podcast and. Uh, uh, the force is with me. Uh, I, I am I'm with the force. With the force, force. What's the mantra? The force is with me, and I'm with the force. I'm one with the force. With me, I am one with the force. The force is with me, and I'm one with the force. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 